0: coming up now on Established in the Faith. What God asks you to give up is temporary compared to what He's got in return. See, He wants to give you eternal life. And let me say this, you don't give anything to the Lord what He won't give it back to you. Press down, shaking together, and running over. have your Bibles this morning would you turn with me please to the book of first Kings the book of first Kings chapter 17 first Kings chapter 17 move down if you will to verse 11. And as she was going to fetch Elijah a drink of water, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, God's economy. The Bible tells us that Ahab was the most ungodly king that ever sit upon the throne of the northern kingdom of Israel. The Bible tells us that he went and served Baal, He built a house to Baal and an altar to Baal and did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than any other king that was before him. He served Baal, which they believed to be the God of the weather, the God of the elements. And the Bible says that Elijah, the Tishbite, of the inhabitants of Gilead, stood before Ahab and said, There shall not be any dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah. The Lord told Elijah, I want you to go to the brook Cherith, and I want you to dwell there and drink of the water at Cherith. And he also told Elijah that I've got ravens that will feed you there. And God used the ravens, this unclean bird, brought him a biscuit in the morning and brought him a hamburger in the afternoon. (laughs) Glory to God. God has control over all of his creation. Not only does he control the weather, but he controls the animal kingdom. And he used these ravens to feed Elijah. And this went on for about two years. And the Bible says that the brook dried up. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah again and said, I want you to go Go to Zarephath. I've commanded a widow woman there to feed you. Now, in the natural, this does not make any sense. First of all, Zarephath was enemy territory. It was Gentile territory. The Jews didn't have anything to do with the Gentiles. And if God's got a place to protect me, I, I would like to think it be in the land where he promised to my fathers, Abraham, and, and so forth. But he's telling me that he's going to protect me by going over into enemy territory. That doesn't make any sense. That's point number one. Point number two, of all the people That can sustain Elijah. God chooses a poor widow woman that has a son. She can't even feed and sustain herself. Let alone another mouth now to have to feed. But God chose this place. And he chose this woman. Now this woman was a woman of faith. Now, everybody has faith, including the lost world out here. They have faith. You have faith. You got here to church this morning because of your faith. You had faith in that car that it was going to get you from the house to this service. Some of you today, when you leave here, you're going to go out to a restaurant and eat. You've got faith that the people back there in that kitchen are following all the right protocol. Because if you ain't got faith in that place you're going to to eat, you ain't going to eat. Or if you walk in the door and you see a sanitation score that ain't quite up to par, you might begin to lose faith in whether you want to eat there or not. But I said all of that to say this, everyone has faith. And all faith has to have an object. And when it comes to salvation, it is no different. Your faith for salvation is dependent on an object, and that object is the cross of Christ. And what Jesus did for us at Calvary. I want to say this today, and I want you to listen to me very carefully. Everything that we need for life and living, God has supplied it through and by what Jesus did at Calvary. Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 19, My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by christ jesus it's through and by the cross that our needs are met today if you need healing it's in the cross if you need finances it's in the cross if you need a house it's in the cross if you need a car It's in the cross. If you need encouragement today, it's in the cross. Whatever it is that you need, God has it. And it's been made possible by the cross. I want to say this now and add this to it. Your faith in what Jesus did for us at the cross is the only currency that God will accept in his economy. Are you hearing me? Let me preach over here. Your faith in what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross. Is the only currency that God will accept in his economy. Now this widow woman, she was a woman of faith But her faith had not manifested yet. And God sent Elijah to present her with an opportunity. And my friend, that's what God has called the church to do. To present this world out here with an opportunity to believe. When you share your faith, with someone else you're giving them an opportunity and you're listening to me this morning and you say well brother James I'm just not that bold and I don't know exactly what to say and you know it, it's in my heart to share Christ but I'm, I'm just not there yet there's a lot of people that fit that description let me say this when you support those who do with your finances when you give of your finances to the gospel and you support the church that is preaching the gospel you are giving to this lost and dying world another opportunity and not only that But you are giving an opportunity for those out there in radio land an opportunity to build their faith. Because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Glory to God. So when you support the gospel, you're giving an opportunity. For others to believe. Or you are giving an opportunity. To build the faith. Of others. Now. God had already spoken. To this woman. First King 17. Verse 9. He said. I have commanded a widow woman there. To sustain thee. Now, I don't know how God spoke to this woman. I don't know if she was listening to WLLY 1350 AM out of Wilson or 107.3 or 88.7 or if she happened to be on the internet or flipped on television and got a word that way or whether God audibly spoke to her. I don't know. But the point is, God spoke to this woman. She was outside the covenant that God made with Israel. And God spoke to her anyway. And let me tell you this. I believe that God speaks to everyone. God speaks to to everyone, He speaks to all of us. Now we might not realize that it's God speaking. We might not know what it is, but God speaks. God speaks to you sir, when you lay your head down on that pillar at night, and you know where you need to be and you know what you need to be doing. And God speaks to you and he deals with you. You might not recognize, but in your heart, you know it. And this woman knew, God spoke to this woman somehow, some way, and she knew that a visitor was coming. Now, there were a lot of women, widow women in Israel at that time. And Elijah to go to Zarephath and find a widow woman that God has chosen to sustain him. And out of all the widow women that he could have run up on, how does he know which one is the right one? Young people that just may be listening to me this morning. How do you know which is the right one? Young man, you're looking a young lady. Young lady, you're looking a young man. How do you know when you have found the right one? I'm going to tell you like I told Haven and Julie, my two daughters. When you find a young man that loves Jesus Christ more than he does you, then you found the right one. Elijah knew that this widow woman was the right woman because when he saw her, she had an arm full of sticks. Sticks? <laughs> what has sticks got to do with anything? Sticks in the Bible typify the cross. What did Jesus say? He said, if you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself and take up the cross daily and follow me. Sir, when you find a young lady that's taking up the cross, then you found the right one. Vice versa. Taking up the cross, denying self. He asked this woman for a drink of water and a morsel of bread. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but I want you to think about this particular time. There had been two years worth of drought, no rain, no crops, there's a famine in the land food is very precious a drink of water is very precious Elijah asked this woman for very little but yet he asked her for everything my friend it's the exact same way with God he asked very little but yet at the same time he asked for everything what God asks you to give up is temporary compared to what he's got in return. See, he wants to give you eternal life. And let me say this. You don't give anything to the Lord what he won't give it back to you. Are you hearing me today? Are y'all listening to me out here? Glory to God. You don't give anything to the Lord what he won't give it back to you some way, shape, form or fashion you can't out god he'll give it to you pressed down shaking together and running over god will bless you and her answer to him is very revealing she said first king 17 verse 12 as the lord thy god liveth Now we learn from this that she had heard of Jehovah God. She knew that Jehovah God was alive compared to these idols that she had been worshiping. She said, as the Lord thy God liveth. We learn from this that she knew who Jehovah God was, but she had not made him her God yet. But my friend, all of that was about to change. (laughs) Glory to God. Her world was about to change. And she said, 1 Kings 17, verse 12 again, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Now, when you read that verse and what this woman says, it's depressing. How many of you know people like that? No matter what you say to them, it's always a negative depressing word that comes back. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've just learned with some people, it, 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 it's just not in my best interest to ask them how they're doing. Because I know some people that'll stand there and tell you, and I ain't got time for all that, and even if I did and they told me all their trouble, there ain't a thing I can do for them but pray for them. And there's some people I just can't get around and be around long at a time because they're down in the dumps. And if I get around, they'll have me down in the dumps too. Anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. Thank you. But this woman's situation, it, 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 it's depressing. I don't have a cake. She said, I got a handful of meal and a little bit of oil and a cruise, and I'm going to make a cake. Me and my son, we're going to eat it, and we're going to die. But I want to show you the faith in all of this statement that she makes. It's, it's a depressing situation, but she doesn't allow that depression to cause her to have a pity party and go lay down on the bed and die. Let me, let me show you the faith of this woman. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to grab that meal, and I'm going to get that oil, And it may be the last that I have. But I'm going to make another cake. And we're going to eat it. And we're going to die. I'm not going to die until I have used up every resource and I have done everything that I can do to push death off a little bit further. Now, Elijah, the ball's in his court now he's about to be tested what would you do if you were in his situation you're needing something to eat you're needing something to drink i mean that famine's bad the drought's bad and you ask this woman that you believe to be the one that god has chosen and she gives you this sad story what would your response be? If I was in that situation, I'd be like, hey, I'm sorry, ma'am. It was my mistake, my bad. I've, I've made a terrible mistake. I mistook you for someone else. And I'd probably look for someone else that was in a little bit better shape. But Elijah didn't do that. It's awkward Situation. And it's a hard thing to ask. But Elijah is tested here. What will he do? What will he say? It's an awkward situation. And it might offend this woman. And she might get mad and give him a stiff kick between the pockets. But he presents... The idea anyway, go and make me a little cake first. He's going to take the last little bit that she's got. How many of you would do that? How many of you would take the last little bit? That a poor person had. And here's the thing. If Elijah does not present this to the woman. If he does not present this opportunity. She dies. Her son dies. And Elijah dies. That right there ladies and gentlemen. Is the exact same situation. That the church finds itself in. Today. how can that be brother James if Elijah had not presented the information the word that God gave him that woman would have died and if the church doesn't get back to preaching the cross which is the word that God has given unto us. This world out here dies. And you know what? If the church doesn't get new members, we're dead too. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Let me say it again. If we don't get back to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the world out here is going to die lost, and the church is not going to have any more new members to continue moving on forward. Oh, but let me tell you something today. Jesus Christ is coming back for a glorious church. He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. And the church is not going down. We're not going to get kicked in the teeth. We're not going to get dragged through the mud. The church is going to be victorious. He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church why because the church has entered into god's economy and y'all come on back next week and i'm going to tell you a little bit more about it